Well, good afternoon. It's it's Monday, and uh, just want to uh, talk to you for a few minutes. Pray for some people. Let's pray for Glade's daddy. Glade's daddy has uh, got some blockages and uh, needs to get them taken care of. So pray for him, and uh, continue to pray for the bereaved folks, Glade and Colin, Tim and Sharita. A lot of a lot of things going on there. Pray for Pam Dove. She's traveled down to uh, Vanderbilt. Haven't heard anything from her. We'll give an update when we get it. So pray for her. Pray for the folks in uh, the eastern Gulf of Mexico, right there, Tampa area. That place right through there, where the hurricane is supposed to hit. Pray for safety there. And uh, let's continue to pray for each other at church. And uh, and uh, so, remember, I want you to close your eyes and think of somebody in church uh, that you saw yesterday or that you missed yesterday. And let's pray for them. And uh, let's pray for Derek and Miranda as they get ready to get married in a few weeks. So let's pray for that. Lord, thank you for the day. We pray that you bless uh, as we look in your word, and may it change us to be like you. Pray for these folks that are brief, folks that are sick, folks that are facing the hurricane. Lord, we thank you that we can lean on you. Thank you that you're in control. You have us. Our ultimate uh, landing place is with you. Our ultimate uh, home is with you forever, for eternity, based on the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So bless as we look in your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want to, uh, by, by the way, we had a great day yesterday with Zach, Brother Zach Campbell. And what a blessing this young man is. And I, I pray, I hope and pray that, that many uh, churches out there are able to get him in there and uh, keep him busy. And, and I'm excited about us getting something started. Uh, we're invited to go to Maryland, I, 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 but there's there's Prince George's Community College, and there's also um, uh, Bowie State. Bowie State would be a great place to start. We could really be a blessing there. So uh, let's let's uh, let's not forget what we heard yesterday. Well, I want to challenge you today from Matthew chapter thirteen and verse three, and he spake many things unto them in parables saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Now, this is a parable of, of a person that is sowing. This is a person that is uh, sowing seed. And um, uh, this is a person uh, that is, is, is a... Uh, in all probability, a uh, farmer. But this this a parable, a parable is is a representation of real life or nature, and that and Jesus spake in parables, and we believe that many parables that were actually true stories, and uh, so he spake in something that would that would uh, they would understand. And so it says 
the sower went forth to sow. And 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 I want to mention a couple things just from this verse very simply. Uh, first of all, uh, we know what he's talking about here as far as sowing. He's talking about sowing uh, the gospel. That is the death, the burial, and resurrection. That is, Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again, third day according to the scriptures. Jesus, Jesus paid it all. He paid uh, our, our penalty, the sins of the world, past, present, and future. And 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 this was a this was a sower. This was not a a man that just started sowing. This was a person that was experienced at it. But but I want I want to focus on two words, and I want to challenge you, and I want to challenge everybody. And and I, I'm 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 going to be very direct and strong with these words tonight. It says, "Behold, a sower," and and I want you to look at these two words: "went forth." Went forth. They say, "Well, preacher, I don't understand the the, the emphasis of these words." Well, if you're going to sow, you got to go forth. You you can't you can't talk about it. He could talk till he was blue in the face, and and the seed wasn't going to get sown. Uh, he could he could take the seed and he could put the seed under a microscope, and he could uh, cut the seed open and and and, and analyze the seed, and uh, he could uh, look at the seed and compare the seed, and he could tell, uh, try to prognosticate which one would grow. He could talk about the seed and how much fertilizer it could uh, would need. He could talk about the seed and how much fruit it would yield. But nothing's going to happen until he went forth. And I know, I know you know where I'm going with this, but I, I, I got to tell you something, folks. We as a church have to go forth, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, as a church on Sunday night at 4:30, I, I want to tell you I'm expecting more than we had last time to come out. And either pray or write addresses on postcards and put stamps on them and pray over those. Or go out and saturate neighborhood with, with door hangers. Or knock on doors and ask folks for prayer requests. Or help with the nursery. Or help Miss Gemma. Miss Gemma's taking care of the food this week help Miss Gemma with the food. But folks, we're all a team. And and you you say, "Well, I can sit home and do this." No, it's it, it, it's we're going to we're going we're, we're we're using the church for this. You say, "Well, preacher, I come to church on Sunday morning, but Sunday night no no, listen. I, I, you need to stop that. You need to stop making excuses. And you need to buck up. And you need to you need to let we need to get off our blessed assurance and we need to be the people that go forth to sow the seed it's not going to get done it's not going to get done in lanham it's not going to get done in Bowie. it's not going to get done in greenbelt it's not going to get done in glendale it's not going to get done in uh, crofton or college park or any of the areas around us upper marlboro 
unless we go. Unless we go. I want you to look at this verse. And I want you to, I want you to, I want you to uh, look at that verse and I want, I want God to work in your heart and the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and challenge you to be there Sunday evening. You say, well, preacher, you just want us to be there so you can tell how many. No, I want to get as many, of, I want to get as much of the gospel seed as I can. Listen, I talked to Brother Tim last night I said, or yesterday. I said, look, I said, he said, we were talking about where we we're going to knock doors. He said, go to the same place. I said, we want to split up teams. We want to get several teams going to several areas, knocking on several areas of doors. We want to, we want to cover the area, and we can't do that if we don't go forth. Amen? Hey, write it down, 4.30, tie a piece of yarn around your finger, take a Sharpie, write it on a note, put it on the refrigerator, uh, remind yourself and let's pray. Let's let's push aside everything on Sunday afternoon and let's go out. It's football season. People will be watching football. We can catch them and talk to them about the Lord. We can give them something to read. Let's take time to do it. Amen? Amen. Well, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, I want to tell you this is the greatest day to trust him as your personal Savior. Why? Well, there's three things you need to understand why we need to accept him. Number one, we're sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore is by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That means we're all sinners. Not only are we all sinners, not only born sinners, but we're all condemned. Revelation 20, verse 14, And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. If there's a second, there has to be a first. What's the first? The first is physical, the second is eternal. So we're condemned. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. So number one, why do we need to be saved? Because we're sinners. Number two, because we're condemned. And why do we need to be saved? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again the third day to provide us a way. Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us that while we, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says in John, in Romans chapter 6, and verse 23, the last part, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, we're sinners, we're condemned, but Christ died for you. He was buried and he rose again the third day. And if you'll believe that, you can trust him. How do you do that? You call on him. Listen to these verses, Romans 10, 9 and 10, verse 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you call on him today? Bow your head right where you are, believing that he died for you, he's buried, and he rose again the third day as a condemned sinner. He'll save you. Let me help you with a prayer. Pray something like this from your heart. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and because of that sin, I'm condemned to hell. But you died for me on the cross. You were buried. You rose again the third day. I believe. Come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to God's family. Let us know.